Hi, I'm David. I'm the Dungeon Master. Hi, I'm Paul. Sherlock Gnomes. This is Rob. Playing Talon. This is Sean, who plays Thaddeus. And this is Josiah as Ezir Dohillen. I want to thank everyone for listening and the great feedback and comments that we're getting. We really appreciate it. We've come a really long way since the first episode. For example, we no longer eat chips while playing. We now eat vegan marshmallows. Thanks, Paul. And we've invested in some new equipment and software, so hopefully you've noticed a boost in the quality. We're having a lot of fun making the show for you all, and if you're getting some value out of the show, we ask that you think about giving a little value back. One way you can do that is by going to our new Patreon at patreon.com slash roll to hit. We're trying this out as an experiment and we appreciate whatever you can afford to give. If you'd rather have something you can touch and smell in exchange for your support, check out our store at shop.spreadshirt.com slash the commentist. You can get a t-shirt or a coffee mug with our newly designed podcast logo on it. And of course, if you can't afford to part with even a single copper piece, we totally understand. Everyone can help out by rating us on iTunes or sharing the podcast with their friends and network. Thanks for your consideration. And now the show. to hit. Pouring in from the staircase is a sea of angry townsfolk. They all crowd around a different individual. I grab the mayor and throw him. The lady does take a mighty swing and knocks the mayor clean out. Can you guys stop attacking? Because this is not going to work. They just keep coming. Thaddeus, the tile cracks as your mighty orc face smashes it with the full force of your weight. His ear, the world becomes a grayscale blur as you sink in your robes and fall to the floor. Talon, your fingers start spurting out tiny sparks as your brain goes haywire. Sherlock, everyone hears a crack as you hit the ground backwards. The last thing you feel is a slimy cold sensation coming out of your knapsack. Crush the eggs. No! Rising up, flexing its shoulders, clearing a path with its tail is the Blue Drake! Blue Drake says, I don't know who to believe, but I think your time in Scandron is done. Help these travelers to consciousness and put them on the first train out of here. Unable to save your friends, the entire world fades to black. (laughs) As the sun begins to set behind a smoldering backdrop, you heroes begin your walk of shame. With one leer, the blue drake clears a path for you through the rearing mob. Stable, but not remotely sturdy, the drake brings up the rear as you limp down the steps back to the castle's courtyard. There stand a group of men, women, and humanoids in familiar-looking biker jackets who serve as your crutches back out in the chaos. Too sore to crane your neck and too swollen to fully open your eyes, your only clue of the outside world is the sounds and smells of a crumbling, casualty-filled city. A couple minutes later, away from the main congestion, the blue drake begins to empathize with you. I'm sorry it has to be this way. I assure you, this is the safest, smartest route I can offer. Mob justice is swift, abandonment is nigh, quarantining is a given, and rebuilding is a pipe dream. You heroes can't just- Artist! Eildwin! Mold at nine o'clock! You feel a rush of cold air whiz over your heads and some frozen flakes mist onto your heads. Karate noises and crashes emanate from some indeterminate direction. From the sounds of it, it's the most epic thing you would have ever witnessed if you could possess proper sight. Anyways, I was saying, you heroes can't just (laughs) putter around a ghost town. There's so much more for you to do out there. I guarantee you won't be the first town folk to jump ship and hop train. Sit tight. My men will get you to the pickup stop. My advice is to take it all the way to Ralderthite. It's a couple days journey, but there'll be plenty of time to rest up. From there, you'll be sure to find work. You're sitting ducks trying to forge the wilderness right now. 
Drake! A voice cuts in from the back. Bird says there's trouble back at the base. Some guy's trying to buy his way into the fallout shelter with sheets of platinum. We're pretty sure they were stolen. <laughs> Ugh, I gotta take care of this. You're in good ha- Thaddeus, why is there a kick me sign taped to your ass? <laughs> Perhaps that friendly pat Genova gave you as you left her joke shop wasn't as innocuous as you thought. Um, where was I? Uh, you're in good hands. Take care, you heroes. Scratch that. Take care, my heroes. Scratch that. Take care, my friends. And with that, the blue drake disappears. Or she, like, moves five feet to the left of your peripheral vision. It's tough to tell what's going on. I can't stress enough how fucked up you guys are right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, rattled for sure, but by no means down for the count, you heroes are slowly, but briskly, but cautiously, escorted out of the town by the Blue Drake's finest icemen. Val Kilmore and Sean Ashmore. (laughs) Bobby, Bobby Drake. There's a joke there somewhere, because Bobby Drake was the Iceman. Correct. And there is a Drake. I can't, I can't crack it. (laughs) Next time, <laughs> Your party eventually reaches the designated stop for the Faerun Regional, far away from the disaster zone. It looks like you're not the only people who took the hint that Scandron might be done. The train stop slowly fills in with a sizable crowd of people and families. The Blue Drake's men don't leave your side as you overhear random conversation snippets. It's been but a few hours, but rumors have already started surrounding the city's collapse. I heard the mayor had something to do with it. No, he was the fall guy. Well, he killed himself when he found out about it. I heard an angry mom did it in. Wasn't a mob, it was some pissed off workers. People says Robert gone wrong. Well, why would you rob the mayor so heavily guarded? Nah, every guard took off the moment things got bad. That's who must have unlocked the throne room doors. How could the mayor be responsible for the mold? The machines blow up or something. That doesn't answer my question. Well, I actually <laughs> ran into the tail as I was leaving. He told me some elves and a crazy orc were break into the mayor's castle. Why, why'd they do that? Ah, oh, who knows? This whole town's mashugna. It was an act of God. I just know a scandron, more like syndrome. We all <laughs> had it coming. Why would a benevolent god send a pox to an entire city? Uh, your god might be benevolent. My encabulus doesn't have time for your shit. Uh, it was an inside job. Brown mold can't melt steel beams. Uh, well, I know for a fact the mayor knew about it. I'm right outside Turtle Bottom's old castle, and when I was packing my bags to get out of there, I hear someone shouting over the loudspeaker, and next thing I know, an entire group of people are pouring in. Oh, what's your hair on the loudspeaker? Oh, just the mayor screaming at first, but then he must have accidentally left it on or something because you could hear everything. He, like, let the miners dig into the mold, I think? Like, some guy was shouting the entire scenario, but all of a sudden he screamed and stopped talking, and then I had to go. Oh, that's too bad. I'm sure everyone who listening would have loved to hear more about the lore surrounding the brown mold. It's such a pity that the guy talking was killed prematurely by some cocksure, trigger-happy, impulsive sorcerer like Monk. (laughs) (laughs) So... Eventually, it all becomes white noise and water cooler drivel, concentrating more on how close you are to the next level of your life and aching from your beatings, but masochistically excited to start the coming journey of your continued hero's quest. We put Scandrone both physically, mentally, and plot linally behind us. <laughs> As right on schedule, maybe you don't have a watch, arrives the northern bound Faerun Regional. Yay! Huzzah! The caravan is composed of several different covered wagons of varying craftsmanship. The front couple cars are built with a uniform metal design, but the further back you go, you see some wooded ones, some armor tanks, open-roofed flatbeds. The train has been operating for a couple decades now. It started as a way to quickly transport resources from major city to city, then evolved into a luxury option for wealthy individuals to hitch private cars to the locomotive chain, and more recently expanded to commercial passenger travel. The train's wheels slow down as it reaches the marked outline for passenger pickup. A gnome pops out of the car directly in front of you. Fire in regional clockwise to Highgate, fitting against the hallway. <laughs> Hello, fellow gnome. This is the Fire Regional, running clockwise. Next stop will be Highgate. 
50 gold gets you the entire passage from here all the way to Barazar if you like. Hello! Uh, do we have how much gold? gold? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have, have 50 gold! I have zero gold. Uh, <laughs> Thaddeus? I have gold. Hold on. It's like we're walking. Ahead. We're doing <clears throat> dishes. Can we sneak on? 50 gold. The Drake's minions don't hesitate to cover the cost. Thank you. <laughs> Boarding the train, you scramble to locate a section of four seats together. An available foursome is currently being taken up by a young man splayed out across two seats sleeping, his bag occupying the third. Run an insight check. 12. 4. 22. 8. All right. Talon, you determine this kid's a piece of shit who doesn't understand basic public transportation decorum and is pretending to be asleep. You tell him to find one of the dozens of open single seats and let your group take the section of four. And just as odd as the circumstances were of your arrival in Scandrone, as they are your departure, the train begins to move, you peer off into the blurry, amaranthian-colored sky and fall asleep. The halting of the train jostles your body. Highgate, the stop is Highgate. A dwarf makes his way down the aisle announcing the current city. Your long rest has sealed up your wounds and hopefully livened your spirits, though you still in immense physical pain. Azir, your drow heritage limits your sleep needs, so you've taken that overnight opportunity to extensively fill with those cards you picked up. You can now add your proficiency bonus to any check that involves this specific set of playing cards. Yes. Additionally, you determine something very interesting about the ink used on the face cards. Your superior dark vision allows you to see the edges outlined through the back of the card. Better still, your natural dexterity and quick study has developed a routine when dealing and shuffling the cards. A DC-8 sleight of hand check allows you to bury the top card straight onto the bottom of the deck, or deal the bottom card as if it were the top. The team wakes up just in time to see you putting the final touches on your playing card perfection. Did you get all that? Uh, I'm awesome at cards. Yeah, you can see through face cards, and a DC-8 sleight of hand check lets you bury the top card on the bottom of the deck, or deal the bottom card as if it were the top. I'm sure this isn't going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go any further, let's award some XP. 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 Don't get too excited. <laughs> what does XP stand for? <laughs> so let's first start with the boar. You all get... 15 XP. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Five. The boar was, I'm going to round it up, but uh, <laughs> the boar was not as much as a threat as one would think. Next, I'm going to award Sherlock 25 XP for successfully locating the hidden door. Yeah. Then we'll get to Talon. Talon, for killing a man with a telescope, talking to the Drake, and killing Nero. I'm going to award you 65 XP, but hang on, because this was a horde... I'm oh wait, there's more! <laughs> I'm willing to throw on an extra 25% for everyone involved in this transaction. So, give yourself 81 XP. Nice. Sherlock, same battle for killing a man with a spatula, oh, the metal yeah. pole, oh, and yeah. the chain. Oh yeah! You will be awarded an adjusted 62 XP. And this is on top of my other piling it up. Yes. Man, you have 100 at this point. Close. <laughs> MVD, most valuable drow, goes to Azir. Woot. <laughs> who killed the assailant with the rolling pin, the sledgehammer, the club, the table leg, the ruler, the pitchfork, and the trumpet. <laughs> Did work. <laughs> as, as well as essentially killing the mayor. <laughs> you will be getting a combined 175 XP. Ooh. Level 20. Ahead. I guess it's true. I do kill the most people. <laughs> as if there was any doubt. Now we have proof. <laughs> and I am not forgetting anyone else. Thaddeus. <laughs> Besides the boar, I'm afraid you have no other additional experience points <laughs> now for the castle noise. siege. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> 
Okay. Yay. You don't know how long you've all been asleep. You passed out almost instantly upon taking your seats on the train. You're in the corner of the passenger car. There are doors on the opposite sides of the car that allow you to visit another car. There's a map on the wall that shows the route and schedule of the train. The route is one large circle going clockwise around eight major cities, visiting one per day with four trains operating at once. The counterclockwise route also operates with four trains. So basically, a train hits a town every single day, but its direction alternates day by day. In one day's time, you'll be in Lyon, two days Heiffelcliff, three days Bayberry, and four days time at Rildefeit, which was the town the Blue Drake suggested. In five days time, it looks like you'll be at the base of a gigantic penis, but you suspect that's probably graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> Sherlock, digging through your backpack to get your magnifying glass to inspect the penis, <laughs> you come across that good berry cup and discover something even more unusual than magical Wonka-esque berries. One of the hawk's eggs has slipped perfectly inside the cup, yes, protecting it from the weight of your body that destroyed the rest. Yes. A noticeable hairline fracture is visible on the tip of the egg, but it looks like it just might make it. <gasps> yes. There are several people in the train car with you. Some have children, some couples, but mostly individuals keeping quiet. There's an aristocratic couple down one row with two well-mannered children, an elf with a bandolier of vials and potions behind them. Directly behind him is a half-elf wearing glasses, her nose stuck in a book. A well-dressed human couple with a fur cape and a baby in the seat next to her. Behind her is a dwarf, tall for his race, holding a spear, smirking to himself. There's a female gnome in the way back. She's holding a white rabbit in her lap. Another female gnome next to her, heavy set with gray hair, holding a birch staff. On the other side Decisions. of the car. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the car, starting at the back, is a copper dragonborn who keeps whistling a tune that appears stuck in his head. A halfling is in front of him. She's wearing a very fancy necklace with some religious symbol on it and has a puzzle book. A tiefling sits in front of her. He appears to be completely motionless. And in front of him, Directly across the aisle from you guys is a gorgeous female half-elf with auburn hair and emerald jade eyes and exotic tattoos on her leg. She is desperately trying to light a pipe and can't seem to get her matches to work. Her hands anxiously fumbling each strike. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> can I go? So we got a lot of people. Yeah. Talon, something you want to do. Talon, can you uh, help <laughs> no. me decipher this, uh, this Bible that I got from uh, this book that I got from a mad prophet who... Uh, during during the uh... oh yeah let me uh, let me take a look oh my god I throw it across the aisle <laughs> so he has to go get it and then I I ca very smoothly walk up to the attraction we'll, we'll see how smooth roll a charisma check <laughs> roll a smooth check Talon like girl <laughs> so that's gonna be in eighteen all right Talon's gonna walk over to the girl while that's happening as you're gonna be picking up the book I guess yes uh <laughs> sherlock is there anything you wanted to see yes i'm going to walk up to those two gnomes and then walk by them and go talk to the dragonborn okay and thaddeus anything you wanted to do i'd uh like to walk over to talon and oh, you give him back dick. his dirty underwear <laughs> you dick <laughs> Okay, in... David just created, like, 20 characters, and we went to two <laughs> We got right. time. We got time. No, actually, we don't have much time, right? Don't, just two days. Don't block me. Talon-like girl. <laughs> so, Sherlock, you walk past the two female gnomes. They nod at you, and you go straight to the dragonborn, whistling the tune. He is a tall, copper skin with large gray eyes. He wears expensive clothing and has several pouches hanging from his belt. What's the tune you're whistling, friend? The whistling halts. The burning gray eyes of the copper dragon swivel in your direction, his lips still puckered. Does this annoy you? 
<laughs> no, I, I thought I'd recognize that, and I just wanted to to figure out what it was. Oh, jeez, I'm so sorry. I I saw some show last night, and I can't get this damn tune out of my head. Do you have some... Do you, do you have some hard candy or something? Not too hard. I don't want to risk cracking an incisor, but I'd probably stop from whistling. <laughs> no, I don't. Sorry. All right. What's the show that you were watching? Oh, I don't even know. That's, that's the damnedest thing about it. It's just such a catchy tune. All right. I'm going to go talk to these gnomes over here. All right. Take care. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) So Thaddeus is coming up the rear from Talon, walking on over with his 18 charisma. (laughs) Smooth as silk in one complete motion without even breaking eye contact with a woman. You snap your fingers. That's exactly what I wanted to do. And light her pipe. Yep. Her hand still trembling, she thanks you and then continues to stare off into the distance. Her mind looks like it's racing. Is it my turn? Unless Thaddeus wants to... Steal the initiative. Right I'd like to seductively rub my pectorals behind him. <laughs> All right. Roll a uh, performance check. <laughs> a performance of Alfred Magnitude is about to happen. Uh, Juggle them pecs. <laughs> 19! Oh, no! <laughs> It's like Terry Crews up there. (laughs) (laughs) Muscle power! (laughs) Like Goro, Thaddeus sneaks him from behind and begins exercising his own arms behind Talon, flexing and rubbing his pecs. The woman seems far too distracted by anything else to notice you. Uh, Something troubling you? Oh, you don't need to hear about my problems, as she compulsively smokes her pipe. I've had many years of training... And I'm skilled in the art of listening. (laughs) (laughs) You've reached White Knight level 10. (laughs) So while Talon tries to seduce the woman, uh, Thaddeus is still rubbing his pecs. (laughs) Gnomes, you are going to talk to the gnomes, right? Yeah. (laughs) You walk over to the two female gnomes and the bunny. Salutations, brother. My name is Staga. This is my celestial companion, Horla, and my immortal Elysian, Katla. You don't know which is the older woman (laughs) and which one is the rabbit. (laughs) Where have you taken your journey? (laughs) Um, I, I, I... Pull out the uh, the egg. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I pull out the egg that's still in the um, it's still in the magic cup, and I say, "This is my journey now." Oh, wonderful! She goes and grabs the egg and pops it out of the cup, Careful. and goes <laughs> says, "Oh, you also have some good berries beneath this." <laughs> I'm letting the egg stew in the berries. <laughs> she says, "Wonderful, wonderful!" and puts the egg back on top of the berry. Mm, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what is this new voice? <laughs> this is the you've never seen Sherlock gnomes and gnome converse with fellow gnomes. Before, yeah. so. except for that, except for the train conductor yeah. when he didn't act like this at all. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm going to uh, I guess continue to soak in their their gnomey wisdom. All right. Uh, Will you sit with the gnomes and the bunny? My turn. Oh yeah. If you you pick up the book that Talon threw across the room. Yeah. I pick up the book and I go sit down next to the tiefling. Could you believe that jerk? He threw my book. Did you see that? Hey, do you like cards? (laughs) (laughs) The tiefling stares completely motionless still. Is he staring at anything in particular? Just in front of him. Hey, you're a tiefling, right? (laughs) Can you read this book? I got it from a tiefling. And I, I show him the book. How do you show him the book? I put it in front of his face. Azir, make a dex saving throw. 
I'm just going to throw my book again. <laughs> uh, 13. The tiefling spins around in a panic frenzy as a burst of frames erupts near your face. Oh, great. Successfully dodging it, though, and taking no damage. Your hair, though, is singed, and the top of your head has some soot on it. Oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry. I'm deaf. I can't hear you. Oh, my mistake. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. I'm... <laughs> He takes out a rag out of his pocket and dabs it in a cup of water that begins to wipe your face. You can see he feels incredibly embarrassed. When he's done wiping your head, he dabs his cloth back in the water again, then wrings the rag. The water mists out and disappears in the air. I, I give him the thumbs up sign, and then I take out a deck of cards, and I show him the cards. <laughs> he squints at the cards and then assumes your thumbs up is how cool his rag is. Notices your and says, no, take it. It's yours. I'm so sorry. And sits back down and stares at the floor, hoping you'll go away. Uh, okay. I, I give him a thumbs up again, and uh, I, I walk back towards uh, Mr. Smooth Talon. Yeah, you guys are cramping my <laughs> style. <laughs> Just give me... Come on. Top of the order again. We'll, we'll go with Talon. Uh, right, you were asking her? Yes. Uh, so she takes a deep, sputtering breath and turns to you. And only you. That's right. That's right. Get the fuck off. <laughs> I've been on this train for three days... We'll be at my stop next in Lyon. My husband and I purchased a cabin in the sleeper car to pass the time quicker. Four days is the longest time you can spend on the Favorin Regional. Yesterday, I'd leave for 20 minutes to grab breakfast for me and my husband, Bertio. And when I get back, nothing. There's, there's nobody there. I waited all day. There's no sign of a struggle, no sign of departure. It's like he's disappeared. I talk with the authorities here, and they say they'll write down his name, but people jump... <laughs> but people jump ship every day, and I don't know what's going on. Uh, I... <laughs> not very smooth anymore. Shh, just let me... Just, just give me a fucking minute, man. I just smooth. That's it. I smooth. <laughs> Roll uh, to smooth. S-M-O-V smooth. <laughs> <laughs> I take her hand, and I tell her that it's going to be okay, and then I ask, uh, where was the last place you saw him? You've been listening to my story? Yes, yeah. in the bedroom. Were you staring at my tits, you <laughs> son of a bitch? <laughs> where, was your, where was your room? In the sleeper cabin. It's about two cars down. Look, I'm not some noble, but if you know anyone who's a good detective, I do have a decent amount of gold, I can promise you. Sherlock and Thaddeus, everything in the train goes silent. <laughs> As all you can hear is the echoing call of detective, detective, detective. <laughs> And gold, gold, gold. <laughs> well, fortunately for you, uh, the party I travel with has <laughs> a very good detective. And a love of gold. <laughs> I'm not going to tell her that. But since I don't care for gold. Or detectives. <laughs> I tell her not to worry about the money. So Thaddeus senses no, the no, 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 wait, 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 wait. While I, I say this. Wait, 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 wait. I turn to Thaddeus to look at him as I say this. <laughs> and I say, please, don't worry about the money. <laughs> And I look him dead in the eyes as I say this. Uh, Sh Sherlock, are you just like floating over when you heard so, detective? So I'm, I'm talking to the person and I'm like, so I've been practicing this new yoga technique. And then I suddenly stop and I say, I need to go! And I just run away from that. And with your action bonus action, you can dash, right? So you just, yes. you just hop right up in front. Um, so 
Yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna make you guys leave. Everyone except Azir. So why don't all of you skirmish over who gets to be this lady's white knight somewhere else while Azir does something. Azir, you've been half paying attention to your idiot friends when the far end connecting car's door slides open. In walks a hulking, orcish-looking humanoid with a very expensive-looking suit, bulging in all sorts of sharp directions. He's clearly hiding some sort of arsenal underneath it all. He pauses before stepping to the side, allowing a pencil-thin man in a skin-tight tailor suit by. The man takes one step into the car as the door closes behind him. He's carrying nothing on his person, an incredibly rarity in this universe. The man twirls his mustache as if getting a feel for the tiny car he's now in before beginning to saunter down the row. His brute follows one pace behind him. The wispy man seems both incredibly interested in his surroundings, but also completely apathetic as he makes his way down towards your area, walking at an unsettling, perfect metronomic pace. As he nears the end, his legs seem to do a double take before his head gets the message that he spotted something interesting. Winding his head to his ear, he cracks a very polite, gentlemanly, disarming smile. Do you do cards, my boy? Uh, why, yes, I do, sir. Hmm. I do need a fifth player for a game, but it certainly can't be you. I know better than to invite a man traveling alone on a train, carrying nothing but a deck of cards to play a game against me. I just need a dealer. Are you available later? I've got a game going on in my private car. I might be. <laughs> you, you hear that, Grotto? <laughs> he turns to his bodyguard. He might be. Oh, I like you. Listen, I was on my way to pick up a fifth player. Give it about ten minutes and then head on down to my carriage. It's the green one. Six cars back. Should I come alone? Oh, uh, absolutely. I assumed you were traveling alone. Do you have other people here playing cards? I have some friends, and, uh... Well, certainly don't bring them. I don't, I don't need my dealer messing with his friends. Fair enough. He stares at you looks ahead and continues on. As soon as the man leaves, the potion-wearing elf and the whistling dragonborn run up to you, talking over each other. Do you know who that was? That was the Marquis Charles Gaunt. Marquis, Marquis Gaunt just invited you to hang out in his private car. Take this, take this. The elf starts ripping off random potion samples off his shoulder strap and shoving them in your face. Tell him where you got it. Dr. Matata's naturopathic cures. You see what the suit he's wearing? You see that suit Grotta was wearing? You need to show him these samples. As the dragonborn starts rifling through his briefcase. These are my only copies, so make sure he places an order if he's going to get these. My name's Ithrin, by the way. He puts his hand up, but doesn't even begin to wait for you to grasp it before he shakes it in the air and returns to pillaging a suitcase for clothing sketches. There, that should do it. Oh my goodness, this is big. This is big. Both men return to their seats, clearly shaken by who they've just seen. What, what samples did uh, Matata give me? Uh, just random potion samples that he had hanging off his bandolier. Can I do a um, perception check on these guys? You can do an insight check on them to it figure is, out their yeah. Uh, motives, yeah. Fifteen. They seem like normal, desperate salesmen. You don't know the quality of their wares, but they seem to want you to pass along information to this marquee. Uh, obviously, getting any business with a noble as himself would be good for them, um, and they don't feel comfortable coming up to him. You have an in already, so they're trying to use you to peddle their wares. Okay. Uh, thanks. Uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do, guys. No promises. No promises. Oh, this is big. You this know how is the marquee big. is. All right, that's going to be your uh, interaction. All right. Charles gone. So you can go and actually switch places now with everyone. Chomp. <laughs> your turn. Geek feel.
This episode of Roll the Hit is sponsored by Geek Fuel, where you can get a monthly mystery box of geeky goodness. John, they actually sent us a box to check out this month, and there was a lot of cool stuff in it. Yeah, I actually remember getting a t-shirt. Deadpool, the chimichanga giveaway? The chimichanga giveaway. I think <laughs> that, that was what you were most excited, yeah. excited about. Uh, I forgot. What else did we get in there? Uh, the Wolverine scrapbook. That was pretty cool. That and was we got cool. So uh, if you're interested in getting more things like that, you can just go to geekfuel.com. It's about $18 a month plus shipping and handling. For listeners of Roll the Hit, you can get a special mystery item included with each box if you go to geekfuel.com slash the commentist. Geekfuel. This episode of Roll to Hit is sponsored by 521promo.com. Tired of giving the same old presents every holiday, birthday, or anniversary? How about a unique idea that will last a lifetime and be sure to amaze and impress your family, friends, or partner? 521 Promo offers a customized Opoly board game where you can name all of the spaces, add photos, create your own card text, and more. You will be able to customize the box top, the board, all property cards, all game cards, the instructions, and the money tray. The game comes with all other standard pieces to enable full gameplay. 521 Promo is also a bulk manufacturer and specializes in Kickstarter projects, so if you have created your very own game, they can help you bring it to life. Please visit them at 521promo.com for more information. So, all three of you are now around this lady trying to figure out how to best help her. I didn't expect this kind of response. You're going to make me blush. She nervously laughs before taking a big puff of her pipe again. She smacks her lips on it twice before eyeing it. Damn it, this thing's out again. Do you still have a light? I do. So I flick my fingers again and help her light it. So in a hot second, you snap your fingers again, produce the same enchanting flame, holding up to the lady's pipe. You light it again. As soon as you finish, you hear a voice behind you. Brilliant, do it again. Talon turns to see a handsome, pencil-thin man in a skin-tight, tailored suit standing behind you all. Next to him is a hulking, orcish-looking humanoid with a very expensive-looking suit as well, and probably the wispier man's bodyguard. The thin man twirls his mustache and stares at you in awe. Again, do the trick again, pointing to your hands. Ah, uh, okay, so I snap my fingers. Oh, remarkable! Where does the match even go? He grabs your hand, inspecting all sides of it. Are you dropping it down your sleeve? It'll, it'd burn you for sure. It's quite the trick, isn't it? Oh, it is, it is. Uh, Talon, leave the room. <laughs> Talon leaves the room. Well, this eccentric man hits on Talon or something, uh, the woman, and possibly you two as well, begin to grow impatient. Uh, my, my stop is looming. Can I, can I please just show you the, the room in question and then maybe, maybe later you can get your friend? Sure! All right, you fellows continue heading toward the front of the train. I, met, I ready my magnifying glass. <laughs> uh, you can yeah. go and switch with, with just, just Talon. Sorry. All right. <laughs> oh, so sorry. All right. Well, I'll be down. That's positively exceptional. Uh, listen, now, I know you most certainly do not have the slightest of all hands, but you are instead a humanoid torch. I, I was actually on the lookout for a fifth card player. I've got a private carriage in the back just about to start. Are you interested? Shit. <laughs> uh... What? Ha- so I'm still standing in front of the the lady, right? Uh, you look around. It appears Thaddeus and Sherlock have snuck away. Oh, you were talking bastards. to the guy with the woman. Yeah, oh. they're all gone. <laughs> so she's gone. Yeah, God. you're just talking to this guy Damn. who wants you to play cards. All right, I guess I'll go. All right, one hundred thousand gold buy-in. Uh, five minutes, green carriage, seven calls back. He motions with his hand. I assume you're going to pay for my buy-in then. 
Uh, yeah, 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 I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I am. All the all the people holding hundred thousand dollar gold firearms. I'm sure that they're knockoffs too. He points to the policeman's gun hanging from your knapsack. Five minutes, green carriage, seven cars back. He throws his hands, and this hired muscle opens the carriage door as they both depart the way they came in. As you stand there trying to process what just happened, a man cautiously comes up to you. Do you know who that was? That was the Marquis Charles Gaunt. If you could pass this along to him, I think he'd be very interested. The man pulls out a giant packet of papers tied together in twine. It's a wonderful real estate opportunity. I think he'd be able to, I, I, I think he'd love to finance. Well, unless you have 100,000 gold to front me to get into there, I don't think I can go. No, just just pass it. You just pass it along. I can't even get in the carriage. You just pass it along. Thank you so much. Okay. He sits back down. Can I flip through this real quick? <laughs> it's a generic real estate proposal that's just really long and boring. He just needs a financer. Yeah. Where is it? You don't even know where it is. This man clearly just wants you to pass along information to a marquee because he's pretty important. Uh, is he still right there? Uh, he's just sitting there rocking back and forth going, this will be big. This could be big. Can I ask... Uh who is he? The Marquis is one of the richest men in all of the Forgotten Realms. He can finance and back anything. If you get an in with him, you're set. It's good to know. Thank you. Yeah. Remember, that the real estate. Just right there. Yeah, I got Caps it. on it. I got it. Just make, he ties a nice bow in it, the twine. Make sure it looks nice. You don't have like a prettier bow to put on this? Um, he goes and fumbles through. He sees a child and snatches a bow off her head and puts it on the packet. Well, that's messed up. <laughs> all right. I gotta, I gotta get Azir back, but you can stay here. Azir! <laughs> I can't believe they fucking took off with that one. Azir, you're sitting in your seat when Talon comes back. Hey, uh, can I take a look at that book? <laughs> Why? So you can throw it across the car again? No, I actually want to read it this time. Because yeah. I can read Draconic. Yeah, well. You can't, so. Yeah, well, maybe screw you. All right, fine. What do you want with the book? I was going to read it. I'm bored now. Okay. What happened to your girl? I don't know. This fuckers took off with her. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I got a card game later tonight. So, uh... Uh, with the Marquis? Yeah, why? What do you know about the Marquis? <laughs> he approached me and asked me to join in his game today, but he said there was 100,000 gold buy-in. <laughs> do you have it? I have, one, holding, I have one gold. Holding back on me? <laughs> yes, all in my little, uh, what are they called? The monk pants? Your monk pants? In my monk pants, That's what yeah. We call I them, stash all of my gold in my monk pants. Well, uh... I don't know. It's not like I can spot you. How are you getting thousand. into the game then? I am the dealer. Oh, interesting. Like I was going to show you some cool card tricks, but you guys uh, decided to throw my books across the <laughs> the car and then stare at some uh, hot chick and uh, not hang out with your your friend anymore. So whatever, you know. Take me back, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know you're hot-headed, so, um, yeah. Ah, <laughs> you're a funny one. Uh, yeah, check out this book. Tell me what it says. Uh, actually, I was talking about the card tricks. <laughs> but sure, let's take a look at the book. You flip through the book and realize it's just boilerplate, draconic Bible. Nothing interesting. The crazy guy in the street was just holding a Bible, shouting nonsense. No different than anyone else. It's nonsense. Oh, it's great. crazy nonsense. <laughs> By that, do you mean just regular religious stuff? I or mean by that regular, like, boiler crazy plate religious, religious stuff. stuff. <laughs> okay. Pretty much how, you know, standard book. All right. Well, um, guy comes down, saves the world, goes back up, comes back down again, so what do you, saves the world. What do you want to do about the uh, marquee? I mean, well, what's the end game here? Do we want to try to get money? Are you getting paid for this? I am a monk. I don't get paid. I don't know. 
I didn't ask. We gotta gotta get money to get back to the temple, you know, right? No, we have to do good deeds. Yeah, I don't think this qualifies. The temple doesn't need money. We're going to uh, Roth... 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 We'll, we'll do good deeds there. We're on the train. What, what can we do? I don't know. Well, let's just get in there and see what happens then. I mean, the guy asked me, to, what's this? So, so I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't have a buy-in for you, so. Yeah, but maybe he wanted me to deal anyway. No, he saw me with the cards. Yeah, he, he wants saw me, to me deal. with my flame trick hands, though, and he said that I had good hands. Well, and then he gently caressed them. Did he caress your hands? Uh, no, I didn't think so. He doesn't need to because he knows I got skills. And I start doing a card trick for Rob. Do you want to wipe them clean then? Why would I want to do that? I just want to practice my card tricks, man. Just give me good hands. <laughs> what, what are good hands? I don't Highest. know the rules of this card yeah. game. So, I just can play card. I, I know. Just... I, I was going to explain the card game when everyone came back just so, so okay. they're not bored in there. We're broke right now, so we need money to finance this trip. I got this on lock. All right. <laughs> yes. You just give me the high cards, give them the low cards. Um, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that every hand. No, but you'll know when to when to do it because I will bet a lot of chips, not uh, really knowing the rules of the game. <laughs> yeah, let's not go overboard. We've got to look like there's an ebb and flow, but I'll, I'll give it to you when it counts. All right, so yeah, I'll practice my card tricks with you. Cool. As I deal the cards, remember that I can identify if it's a face card or not. Correct. So if it's a face card, I will hold the deck of cards with my thumb tapping the side. I will brush past my index finger, ring finger, or middle finger, indicating which card it is. Got it. All right. You guys can all come back now. You pair are no longer in the same spot, so we're going to run this like we did the first session. I'll just toggle between the, both of you. Feel free to listen, but obviously do not comment on each other's sessions. And of course, for Azir and Talon, anything you say out loud to each other is actually out loud. So let's go back to Thaddeus and Sherlock. Um, the woman is there. She goes, uh, uh, my name is, is Jane Ellen. You can just call me Jane. Hello, friend. My name is, and then I look at Thaddeus and say, Alston Fulcor. Thanks for saying that, Alston. <laughs> and I, your name? Talent. John. Okay, John and Alston, what was it? Alston. Alston. Alston and John. Um, well, uh, this is the room. Um, I haven't touched it since I noticed he was missing. All the jewelry is still here. Our belongings weren't rifled through. The room does look ordinary enough. No obvious signs of struggle or panicked packing. I'm going to use my magnifying glass and look for uh, fingerprints. You can do an investigative check? Yes, I would like Go to for do it. an investigation check. 18. Uh, Thaddeus, do you want to do anything while he's investigating, or just... Uh, fall behind him and pretend like I'm doing something important. <laughs> okay. Uh, while looking for fingerprints, um, you, what you do notice, Sherlock, is that there's an imprint of a table leg near the table. So someone has moved it recently. The mm. table also has a chip in the paint on the side. Oh, I get it now. I'll let Thaddeus take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> so Thaddeus, just staring blankly ahead... Notices a, <laughs> notices a scuff on the wall matching the paint color of the table. Hmm. I inspect it. So above Is the... Is that what you say out loud? <laughs> I don't know. I inspect it. <laughs> <laughs> Let uh, me take a look at that. Run an investigative check. <laughs> I'm not very smart, okay? He just says what he's doing. 
five. Uh, all you notice is that above the scuff is a small vent. I look in the vent? Yes, Let's you see. are tall enough to look inside the vent. You barely need to stand on your tippy toes to peer inside, and you do see something inside the vent. I try to uh, unscrew the screws with my hands. Not only is there definitely something in the vent, but the screws that are normally used to open and close it have been mangled and stripped. Stripped as in he can just pull out the vent. If you say that out loud, he might hear you. Stripped as in you can just pull out the vent, right? Huh, I guess I'll have to try that. Run a strength check. 15. That is, you grunt and growl as your triceps pop, but you rip the vent right off the wall. You put your arms in the hole, but barely get past your wrist. Your arm is too big for the vent hole. Let me at it. Let me at it. You'll need a boost, but you can certainly try. <laughs> well, maybe I Come can here, move Austin. a table towards the vent and get up there. You are still too short. You'll probably oh. need to stand on the shoulder of giants. <laughs> well, luckily I have one right next to me. Running up Thaddeus, you squeeze into the little nook. It takes a couple seconds for your dark vision to adjust, but you can see something in the distance. It's only about five feet out of your reach. Uh, Thaddeus, I mean, other name. John? John! <laughs> Hold on to my legs, please. And I scramble up inside. Uh, no, you're really stuck. Like, you're, you're too fat. It's just five oh. feet out of your reach. Rats. Do you have anything you could extend, Alston? <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, I have a crowbar. Uh, what's the woman's name? Jane. Jane, I think I see something back here. Do you have anything we could use to reach it? Uh, if you have some rope, that'd be helpful. I do have some rope. That, that might work. A rope and anything heavy to the end just to drag it? Something like a crowbar? I, I rig it up. You MacGyver a rope and in a simple toss are able to reel in the object. It's a book. Pontoons over provinces. I turn to her and say, what the hell is this? Uh, that, that's, my, that's my favorite book. I bring it everywhere. I, I guess I didn't realize it was missing, she timidly admits. I flip through the pages to see if there's anything loose or anything noticeable. Opening up, a sheet of paper falls out. It's... I ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> I read the paper. <laughs> it's nonsense sentences written in common. Lay, maybe, cramp word. Upright man or clank napper. First dirty knuckle on the eighth finger. No bite, but resurrection. Um, you know this language. This is the thieves' cant. Do you oh. remember that? It's, yes. It's common written in gibberish. Okay. It basically translates to, word for word, danger, maybe death sentence. Head thief or thieves, 230. No trap, but kidnapping. Can you repeat that, please? Danger, maybe death sentence. Head thief or thieves, 2.30, the time. No trap, but kidnapping. And uh, what time is it? Do I have a watch? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. But um, it's in the uh, morning. And remember, everything <clears throat> happened here the previous day. Did she already see book. that there was a piece of paper? Yes. She saw a sheet of paper fell out, and then you looked at it. She doesn't know that you read it. So if she was going to try to hide her handwriting, it would probably be pretty obvious to her to write in a different font. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um... What's her name again? Jane. <laughs> Jane! Can you write something for me on this piece of paper? I... I... can. Can you write down... This is very important. And Peter you... picked a pack of <laughs> pickled peppers. So she goes and writes down something. It's in the usual swirly, girly handwriting. Okay, so it's not at all the same thing. No. And then I say, Jane, does this look familiar to you? And I show her the piece of paper. Uh, th this is my husband's handwriting. What is... What does this all mean? <laughs> um... I was hoping you would be able to tell me, you, you don't know what this means, I, it's gibberish to me. And I, sit, I, I open up the book and I like, I thumb through the pages very quickly and I say, hmm, yes, hmm, yes, yes, I'm getting it, I've cracked the code. <laughs> Your husband was using this book to decipher a message and I think I've cracked it with my superhuman gnome 
I know what this code says. <laughs> um, and I recite the, the, what the, the code says. I don't understand what any of that nonsense means. He was using my favorite book. Don't worry a- about it. Here's what the code says. What's it say again? <laughs> Was your husband involved with thieves, Batman? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. Thaddeus, while Sherlock is deciphering the thieves' cant, you feel oddly uncomfortable like you're being tugged at. It's not like a stitch in your side, but as if your body is playing hot or cold, drawing you towards something. The mole has followed us. (laughs) (laughs) I look behind me. You're getting warmer. I go towards whatever is drawing me. All right, you go towards the bed. (laughs) Where rose petals are splayed all over it. Uh, I inspect the bed. As you get down your knees, you feel the drawing coming from beneath the bed. I look under the bed. Your divine sense has led you straight underneath the bed, where you find a key attached to a consecrated symbol, which you can sense. It's an arc of seven stars inside of a circle. It's what's been humming at your body. Go and roll a religion check. Seven. Uh, You're not sure what the symbol is but you can recognize that it's evil. you know what you know it is because you were drawn to it you're drawn towards consecrated objects what other lanyard is it what other sick keychain things does it have on it's got a tech deck it's got gandalf the wizard lego okay all right it's got the wheel of fortune game where like you pull a lever and it spins around nice it's got this it's uh it's solar powered base it just flashes uh jeremy just flashes on and off <laughs> And then there's a license plate that also says Jeremy that says Florida the Sunshine State. Then a ShopRite reward card. We don't know how that got in there. Um, uh, I, I mean, do I see anything else under the bed? Nope. But you just have a key. And holding it up, Jane says, I've never seen that either. This is getting incredibly mysterious. Imprinted on the key, very small letters, is Firoon Kitchen Wine Closet. Hmm. Hmm. Let's go play some cards. Um, so we'll just open up with you guys. Azir and Talon arriving at split times. You keep a safe distance from each other as not arise suspicion and make your way back to Gaunt's private car. Except we're dressed like monks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with similar tattoos. <laughs> There's only one table, correct? Yeah, in his private box car. Gaunt is there. Gentlemen, welcome to the game. Slotho, Borix, Oiland, meet our newest menagerie members. Um, what was your name again? Talon. The buy-in is a hundred thousand. We're all good for it, I'm sure. I'll, <laughs> I'll send Grotto to your cabins if you don't have it on you. My wonderfully talented friend, your name, son? Uh, Azir Dohillen. Azir will be our dealer. <laughs> <laughs> have fun, and as always, prepare to lose. Next time on Roll to Hit, as Gnomes is hanging there while you're literally just like rifling through people's <laughs> shit. <laughs> Oilin, who has a lot of chips right now, just got dealt a king. By, this by accident? <laughs> I'm supposed to be at work right now? After I sniff out any evil, I wink at it. I'll be back. Slotho is strongest. 26 hours a day, 8 days a week. Thaddeus, swipe some of those barrels with your giant sword, but very, very carefully. <laughs> got him. Got him. Listen here, <laughs> pal. You're so tiny. Sudden death. Blah, 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 blah. The body begins seizing, heaving. Jamie, goddamn Jamie. <laughs> Did you happen to see all the peanuts fall on the floor?
There stand a group of men, women, and humanoids and familiar... Son of a fucking bitch, Azir! <laughs> Sorry. My bad. Where was I? Um, Azir trips over his feet and falls down the steps, cracking his neck. As he lays there twitching, the rest of you shrug your shoulders and go, good riddance for bad garbage. <laughs> <laughs>